0: to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And we have a doozy. <laughs> hey. We I haven't said that in a while and I feel like this case is the perfect one to call a doozy.
1: I agree with that. I was very um very excited to get this I kept moving it on the list. I was like, mm, no, no, put it here. Mm, no, it'll be next week. And then I moved it like a few weeks and I was really excited for it to finally um come to light.
0: So just so everyone else knows, I the name of the case is kind of misleading, right? Because I didn't know yes the main character who is the episode is named after. And I looked it up and I started researching and I'm literally sitting there, and I said, "Holy shit! This is the episode Sydney picked." <laughs> <laughs> and man, was I excited or what? <laughs> so I guess we'll we'll probably talk about this at some
1: point. Like, if this was something that she, did you know of the case once you started reading into it, or
0: so were you not 100 positive. I briefly have heard something about this, but I have never, um. I'm sure we'll talk about this later. There is another true crime link.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: That one I 100% knew. I knew that one. But okay. I I didn't completely know this one. I, like I kind of knew, but I didn't know the details. Okay. Okay. So, um I was so excited. <laughs>
1: I'm ha- I figured that you would be pretty excited about this one, but I didn't know if it would be something that you knew about or if it was going to be like um uh... Total surprise, or something you might have
0: partially Par- heard about? Yeah, partial surprise.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. I'm excited to get your uh, feedback then, and just hear what you have to add because sure it's going to be <laughs> some great things.
0: Yeah, I was I was very invested, and I kept trying to make comments while I was like doing research. I'd like look up and say something, to <laughs> Jacob, and he would be like, okay. Okay, (laughs) like, he was not really, like, interested in what I had to say at the time, and, which is really funny, because sometimes he'll be like, oh, what's this week's episode on, and try to ask me, and I'll be like, just wait until it comes out, and you can listen, like, I'm, I'm (laughs) I was so excited, I wanted to tell him everything, and he was, like, not wanting to listen, so... I don't think okay. like I'm
1: actually surprised by that for him. It's like
0: you know he he wants what he can't have, but then
1: once you give it exactly.
0: to him, exactly.
1: Like, I didn't ask. Like okay, <laughs>
0: okay. Well, I will. I guess let you dive on into it. Right.
1: Sounds good to me. We. Yeah. So, Lester Ben Binion, or better known as Benny Binion, was born and raised in Texas. And although he had no formal education, he learned how to gamble. Not only a favorite hobby, but eventually a career path for him. As well as becoming a partner in the Westerner Gambling House and Saloon in Las Vegas. But when that didn't quite work out for him, he opened Binion's Horseshoe Casino in 1951. Yes, that's the Great Binion's Gambling Hall that still exists today on Fremont Street in Vegas.
0: That Binions, folks.
1: <laughs> that Binions. I mean, honestly, the name though—it has to be the only link. I mean, there's probably other people out there with the same last name, but to me, there it's the 100% only link. that
0: <laughs> is because I have a fun fact that I will bring up later. So I tried to Google. And I was like coming up with obituaries and like searching and I was like, oh, these people aren't related, but they have the same last name. So they have to be. <laughs> I don't know. They must be somehow, but it was not the per- people I was looking for. <laughs> mm, okay, okay. So although Benny Binion had seemed to have quite a lot
1: going from the outside on the inside, he had quite the criminal history. I mean, this is Vegas in the 1950s. There's a lot of, like, literally a ton of organized crime taking place, which naturally he just gets involved in. Yeah, he did. (laughs) (laughs) And he's involved in this in both Las Vegas as well as in Dallas. In the 1940s, he became the reigning mob boss in Dallas. This role actually led him to attempt to take over the gambling operations in Fort Worth, Texas as well, when not long after the boss of Fort Worth, Louis Tyndall, was mysteriously murdered. The list really goes on, as there are a number of people in both Texas and Nevada, some rivals and others just who got in the way of Benny Binion's plans that mysteriously had come up, missing or dead. One way to show the bad side of Benny was not treating those that he loved the most the way he liked or he preferred. For example, his wife and his five children, one of those children being Ted Binion. There are reports of a there are reports of Ted allegedly being Benny's favorite son. Although we're unable to confirm if that was true, we are able to confirm that Ted is literally just a younger version of his father.
0: literally i thought it was so funny because so many things reference ted as being the favorite and i was like damn this really gotta suck for all those other kids
1: right and like there's no i mean there's plenty articles out there and references that say you know his favorite son ted um his son and like (laughs) obviously we're not able to fully confirm that it's definitely out there but those other kids had to feel pretty shitty about themselves, I would think. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But he not only dressed just like his dad, wearing boots and a cowboy hat with a pistol in his jeans,
0: but he also drove around in a pickup truck with his dog named Princess. Wait, so before you go any further, I found it so fascinating that Binion's Casino, like, took off and was so famous right away and was like a hot spot because uh there was no suit and tire like a attire required they were a jeans and button up or jeans and a shirt t-shirt kind of place because that's Ooh. how Benny and Ted and they were but I thought that was so interesting. That was like the first place that was like more casual. But it was really, really just, like, their Texan ways, I guess. Like, they were more comfortable in jeans than, a, like, a button-down.
1: Yeah, so just to be able to go out and whatever you so chose. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I also saw that, like, Binions took off
1: because of, the, like, the higher bets that they had. So, like, a yeah, lot of their games were, Yeah, I saw there was no limits like... on
0: wagers. Pro gamblers. said like, very gambling-friendly, gambler-friendly. And, like, leave it to... Old man Binion, as they called him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) It's all rather interesting, uh, the old Vegas days. Back on Fremont.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and of course we're biased. We were just there. But I definitely wish I would have gotten to see, like, Fremont in its heyday. Not what it is now. Because I'm sure it was wild. (laughs) Honestly, that is, like yes like
1: that is like I don't even know how to like word it like that would be if I were to go back in time to be like in any sort of time period and anywhere in the world I think that would be where I would want to be the old Las Vegas I think I would want to visit too and like the 50s or 60s like when it was just in its prime
0: ultimately like
1: it would be crazy
0: Yep, it's I crazy now.
1: Like I read, I actually watched a TikTok. This is kind of off track, but I watched a TikTok that said that Las Vegas is actually just a simulation.
0: Oh.
1: And I was like,
0: Oh. We entered okay. a simulation and we didn't know. Yeah. Sounds believable. Yeah, I think it is. But <laughs> let me go get my tin hat. Um, <laughs> but no, like old Vegas would just be wild. I I 100% agree. That's, like, top of my list.
1: Agreed. So, I mean, I guess speaking of old Vegas, um, kidnapping plots, murder plots, or just get rich quick plots are still common today. But they were absolutely, in all caps, common in the peak of organized crime in Las Vegas. I mean, it's basically like the Wild West out there. Um, at least that's how I imagine it in my head. I don't think <laughs> it was actually. But, like, outside of Binion's, like, they're wearing cowboy hats. It's literally the wild, wild west. Thanks. So, in 1967, Ted Binion was in the middle of one of these schemes. Marvin Schumate was a driver in Las Vegas at the time and was also a part of this organized crime. He had connections to the Binion's. But, in addition... Marvin's son Dennis had also become a friend of Ted Binion's. Sometime in 1967, an idea for a scheme had occurred to Marvin. He had planned to learn Ted's daily routine with the help of his son and then Marvin and his friends were going to kidnap Ted Binion with hopes of collecting a ransom from Benny Binion. Marvin was able to get four men to join in on his kidnapping plan And for several weeks, the team of men worked out the details of their plan, one of those details being the realization that the only way they would get away with their plan would be to ultimately kill Ted Binion. Once they received their ransom money, they would have to just off him. Otherwise, it would be inevitable just to be killed by Benny's hitman once Ted went back to his father and said, hey, these are the people that kidnapped me. When, while the entire group had agreed to the change of plans, one man in particular, Bill Wade, was not okay with being a murderer. In his head, it was one thing to kidnap and lie and steal, but killing was a whole nother thing to him. So eventually Bill came to the conclusion that he had to let Benny in on the plan and let Benny know that these people plan on kidnapping kidnapping and then killing his son. Bill had no intentions of telling Benny himself, though. Obviously, this is organized crime. I wouldn't want to tell anyone myself either. So he instead told a detective, Mike Whitney, who was said to be, quote, the only honest cop in town.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I read this whole deep dive about this phrase. I think we, it was on one of the sources you had. Yes, too. yes. <laughs> and it was like the phrase honest cop <laughs> was pretty loose <laughs> when you're suspected to be on the payroll <laughs> of organized crime, like people he was, like Benny Binion. He so was I just like thought the, it was so, so funny.
1: The honest cop, like to the mob. Like he wasn't the <laughs> honest cop, like to civilians on the street but like to the mob he was the
0: honest cop is the vibe I got from that I think it's so funny because I'm like oh only cop honest cop in town like this was the good guy no (laughs) no not at all (laughs) oh my god it was so funny to me I don't I don't know why I literally have like tears in my eyes right now (laughs) thinking about it and I I like genuinely can't understand why it's so funny but it just, like, floored me.
1: <laughs> Honesty is probably only, not We're going to go ra- to
0: the only, co- only honest cop in town. <laughs>
1: it's not
0: the right term that I feel like
1: should have been used there.
0: No. At all.
1: <laughs> the only cop that'll help us in this specific situation.
0: Well, like, he begged him not to tell anyone else in the police department. So, like, that right there is, like, eh, you're probably not doing your job, sir, if you, like, don't fill out a report on this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, you're literally, you're just taking, he's taking the tip, and he's going to take this tip and bring it to Benny. He's not going to actually, like, do anything <laughs> in the system with it. He's just going to go tell the tell the boss and be like, hey, got this tip. We're not Correct. telling, you know, <laughs> there's just a lot of things that are a little questionable there, but. I'm so, so glad so,
0: you included that. Thank you. <laughs> it's the wild, wild west, man. It is.
1: So Detective Whitney was told of this tip so naturally he notified Benny of the tip which he was quite gracious to find out about and even gave a reward of about $500 which would be about $4300 in today's money for detective Whitney to give to Bill for telling him this group of guys is going to kill his son although Marvin had second thoughts on his scheme and basically had never saw Bill again He was a creature of habit, and on December 2nd of 1967, after getting off his shift driving around 8 p.m., he had headed to his local bar, which was the same bar that all of the planning for this scheme had taken place in earlier months. Outside of the bar, it is said that Marvin saw Binion's hitman, whose name was Tom Hanley, and... Marvin had these ties to the mob, so he wasn't necessarily, like, hesitant. He knew who Tom was. So when Tom said that he needed some help with some business and offered Marvin a ride to discuss, Marvin hops in the car, and they head off into the sunset, basically. Marvin was taken to Sunrise Mountain, which is near Lake Mead. (laughs)
0: Wink, 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 wink.
1: Still winking. (laughs)
0: i think this is why sydney finally did this episode
1: (laughs) this is how i found this episode too which we'll
0: talk about but marvin was taken to sunrise mountain
1: uh which is literally like right by lake mead in that general area where he was then shot execution style and about an hour after the murder had occurred marvin was found by a couple who'd been out for a drive Um, upon contacting the police the media had caught wind of the murder and quickly the press made references to a kidnapping plot and a prominent gambling figure being involved without actually revealing Benny's name so like there's a ton of articles that you can see online or like pictures of articles and they all are saying like a kidnapping a kidnapping plot and murder scheme gone wrong with a prominent gambling figure in the downtown area but it never actually says Benny's name so I thought it was really interesting I guess that the press was knew I mean they knew someone was involved right away unless they knew just that this was a common occurrence in that downtown area that they assumed it was like one of the mob bosses but I thought that little tidbit was interesting.
0: Yeah something uh, I saw was like it was It was a well-known fact, but no one ever outright said it involved Benny Binion.
1: Yeah, which is rather interesting. I would have to agree. (laughs) Yeah, and although there's, like, some insight into what may have happened that night, there was never a case made against those involved, and the murder technically remains unsolved to this day, which... It was rather interesting.
0: So I did see that one of the guys that was in the car with uh, the hitman, it's Hanley. Am I yes. Okay. <laughs> so Hanley's with, the hitman. Yeah. Tom Hanley was the hitman. There were like other people in the car too when Marvin got in the car. And like one of those people flipped and like ratted out Tom Hanley for a bunch of stuff and like also accused him of this but Mm -hmm. he was a witness in another case that tom hanley was acquitted of (laughs) and then the witness ended up dying (laughs) Mm -hmm. and while tom hanley was behind bars he was murdered and they tried to also frame him for uh or, or get him, not frame him, get him for, like, um, ordering a hit on the witness. And he was also acquitted of that. So they never charged him with Marvin's murder because they didn't have the proof to mm-hmm. not get an acquittal.
1: And that's, like, I, what, it, what it all came down to was just, like, the actual firm evidence.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like all of what we have said is, like, pretty much, it's pretty much fact. It's, like, well-known. Mm-hmm. So, technically, it's unsolved, but, like, we know what happened. They just never could prove it in a court of law.
1: Yes. Yes. Exactly. Like, that's literally the perfect summary of it all. Like, we have enough information that we're able to say, like, who picked up Marvin, where Marvin went because they found his body, who he was supposedly in a vehicle with. But they don't have actual evidence or I guess proof that that individual supposedly killed yes. him. Yes. Even though I mean when you drive off into the sunset with uh, Hitman I think you're bound to not make that one out alive but what do I oh,
0: know? Oh 100% <laughs> I absolutely agree especially when you were plot I'm just so confused why would you plot to kidnap and murder Benjamin ben- <laughs> Of all people, Benny Binion's son. It's like in Chicago, you're like Al Capone's son. That's what I'm going to... What the fuck? (laughs) It's a... I don't want to say it's a dumb idea.
1: Because I don't think it's necessarily dumb. Like, I get where he was trying to go with it. But, like, you got to have... I think you can't trust people in a situation like that. Because when you have, like, four people obviously someone's going to rat you out like you can't trust people too many like that. people
0: too uh-huh. many people involved and Witch like he cooks knew he knew the hitman he he had done jobs with him and shit like so like you already knew that man was going to show up for you eventually if he found out so
1: yeah and like you're working it was ultimately i think that he's working against someone that's smarter than he is like I think even if they would have attempted the plan, it wouldn't have ended well because the ransom thing absolutely wouldn't have worked. They would have ended up having to kill him. And then I think it would have eventually came out who killed him because I also feel like just based on the information I kind of got, is Marvin going to, like, then brag about it or, like, try to get more money out of it in another, like, shifty way?
0: Yeah. Usually once people start
1: getting money, they're, like, super... They, they're hungry for him.
0: Yes. And also the only other thing I... Well, there's two things I want to mention. One is just to like reiterate how much of a badass Benny Binion was. <laughs> because I know I just compared him to Al Capone. And you got, everyone's probably like... Who don't know who he is are probably like... uh, Okay. <laughs> uh, he openly had admitted... To killing two people. Those are, like, the two known people. Both uh, got off on self-defense while in Dallas. <laughs> uh, and one of them was, like, a, ter- a rival of his territory that he, like, openly fired at and claimed self-defense and got off. Yeah. Like, they never charged yeah. him. And he was nicknamed the Cowboy for the One because he was quick with a sh- quick with the gun. And he was, like, infamous for Oh, I can't remember what the phrase he said, but it's basically like, "Do unto your enemies before they'll do to you." So like, he was quick to like, get rid of people, and <laughs> it's literally the killing, killing, bombing, everything. I actually wrote in my fun facts that Benny Binion was also considered the top suspect in another mid- murder of Bill Cuthard. Cuthard? Mm-hmm. In 1972, so just five years after Marvin's murder, it was never proven, and he died in a car explosion, which was uh, something that Benny Binion was known to do in Dallas. A huge thing. <laughs> and I was like, this could definitely be a story we cover in the future, because the surrounding, like, events, I mean, Benny Binion was the only suspect to, like, really want this man dead. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that is wild.
1: Did you also read about ten bi- Ted
0: Binion's? Okay, so that's the one I knew. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, do you? I'll let you tell everyone since this is your episode if you want.
1: <laughs> okay, so I guess really my final addition, and then I can tell you, I guess, a little bit more about how I found it, was that... So even though Ted Binion ended up surviving the murder kidnapping plot, it wasn't long after that again he found himself in a murder plot, and this time basically ended as a victim. He was found dead in 1998 in his home under what had appeared to be very suspicious circumstances, and it's kind of turned into like a very controversial case. It was like on the news. It ended up being like his girlfriend, and then a friend of his that ended up killing him but there was a lot of unanswered questions surrounding it and I thought it was kind of um, coincidental that he like it was foreshadowing the future he gets he's the man for one murder kidnapping plot and then he's eventually actually murdered.
0: Okay and so there are so many things crazy linked to Ted Binion's like actual death and murder yes Um, So, like, one, like you said, so many unanswered questions. The girlfriend and his friend who, like, they claimed was a lover, I don't know if that was ever actually proven or not, uh, or her lover or whatever, he was having an affair with his girl, Ted's longtime girlfriend. They were found guilty, but then they had a retrial and were acquitted and released. So, like, Mm -hmm. and they maintain their innocence. They've never once... I have watched, like, documentaries on this and, like, um, a Dateline thing on it and all this stuff. So, I might be a little biased, but her behavior specifically was sketchy. <laughs> um, But it's wild because and it was famous because supposedly Ted had buried a bunch of gold in the desert. Yes. And so, like, that was the whole purpose is that they he was killed, and they were, like, out trying to dig and find the, the gold in the desert that's never been found.
1: I gotta go out to the desert, man. <laughs> I really gotta get out there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fucking wild. That So, that's actually a
1: case, like, I had never... I've definitely heard of it at some point, but I don't think I ever put, like, the Binion tie together. Like, that it was, like, the Binions. So... Oh. And and I also think it's interesting because like that is a very big case. Like that was like televised and like a big thing. There's a bunch of, you know, I know you said dateline and like Oh yeah, I watched TV things and on. interview, this woman. <laughs> yeah, like it's a big one out there. And to think like something like this happened prior to him and I feel like this one's kind of like in the shadows. Like it's not Yes. I mean, and it could be cuz it didn't go through at least like they didn't kill Ted but like someone got killed at the end of it.
0: So I kind of knew about this case only because I had watched the Dateline documentary with my mom. (laughs) And so my mom remembers it being televised, remembers, like, following along with the Ted Binion case. And we were kind of talking about it. And she goes, oh, well, you know, there was a case before. And I don't know if I, like, Mm. had briefly read about it or – Briefly heard it mentioned, or whatever it was, but it was like a a quick spiel, like a sixty second spiel of what happened. So that's why like the name didn't look familiar or anything until I started researching and was like, oh, <laughs> this is it, this is the this thing. Is it. <laughs> so I was really excited. <laughs> that's great. I love this. Um,
1: yeah, I don't. I mean, obviously, I knew who the Binions were. I knew there was a lot of like organized crime and things surrounding them, but. When I went off of one of my tangents on the Lake Mead thing, it had to have been like literally when we were in Vegas or like when they found like that first barrel. I was trying to solve it. Remember and I was looking up all these people that died yes. like, near Lake Mead. <laughs> I was literally like on like the freaking what is that? Like Namus or whatever, like the missing people thing. Oh my like, god. Like where you can see yes. and like it tells you like where they were last seen and like here's a sketch and like all the things. And <laughs> somehow I got linked like There's a person, there's a guy on there, and I can't think of what his name is, and it's from Vegas, like, around this time, like, in the 50s or 60s, and he had some sort of connection to this Marvin Shoemate, so they thought that it was also another, um, like, Lake Mead, like, that, um, organized crime killing, or, like, you know, suspected that it was under suspicious circumstances or whatever and then okay. somehow i was like who is marvin shoemate like why are people commenting on it or i don't remember but i somehow ended up on marvin shoemate and was like oh my gosh this is crazy
0: still doesn't answer who's <laughs> in the barrel and like me no but this guy is crazy like this is an interesting case that's how i was texting sydney last night before we recorded them because I was like, I didn't know this was the case you picked <laughs> when I was finishing research. And uh, that's what I said. I was like, at least we know it's not Marvin in Lake Mead.
1: So, that's... It might have been Marvin, though, if that couple didn't find him, like, an hour later.
0: I don't know. They It sounded like they were just leaving him as, like, a message. I mean...
1: Yeah, but I. Which could have been the case. That's true. You know, they do do that. I just feel like they do like more like harsh things. Like, but do they do it all at once? Like, maybe they go back and get somebody else. You gotta go get a barrel first.
0: I don't know. I feel, I feel like it, like it would have been all done at once, personally, but. I guess I don't know. Maybe don't that's just. <laughs> maybe. If serial killers get caught by returning to the scene of the crime. When you leave, you should be done. It's true. Follow me for more tips on how to not get caught. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: I just feel like for my own personal, I don't know. It just seems like it would be weird to leave them like out in the open because then obviously like, you know, the yes. people that knew something was going on are going to be like, oh, well he was going to kill, you know, Ted Binion. Obviously like that's who did it. I don't know. You would think that they would almost like try to conceal it.
0: You would think, but I, maybe it would. Was- they let Marvin be found right away is like a message to anyone else who also might have been contemplating anything like that. Like, True. Hey, fuck with us. <laughs> True. I don't know. Also, just as like another side note that I saw, so like Benny because of his. <laughs> criminal record technically couldn't own a gambling license. So the ho- hotel and casino, well, the casino was under his son's names and it was under Ted and Jack.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: looked it up. Jack is still alive to this day. He is eighty eight years old. Wow, and he's still a part owner. <laughs>
1: That's pretty crazy. Well, I think
0: he's a part owner of the like the holding company who oversees. Okay. Okay. The casino now. I don't think he's making day-to-day decisions, but that's why I like I ended up coming across like a Jack Binion obituary in Texas, and I was like, "What? Like nothing's um, said." But then I realized it wasn't the same <laughs> Jack, the same so. person. I'm just like
1: that's definitely not. I mean, obviously, there's people out there with the same last name, so that's definitely not like a common last name. I don't Agreed. think. Agreed. Especially like the spelling. Maybe if it was spelled differently, but it, when I see that spelling, I'm thinking bright lights in Vegas.
0: I would also have to agree. Yeah. That's all I have. Uh, I'm just like very curious because now I'm like stalking Benny Benny Binion's life, but I can't find anything about him.
1: He has, he's, like, a, parents.
0: he's a weird dude. He's a intriguing <laughs> guy. <laughs> He was born in 1904, and his FBI criminal history dates back to 1924. Which is wild. He and was think, moonshining during Prohibition. And he didn't have, like, any education either.
1: Like, I think he went to, like, I don't think he, like, had any schooling. Because, like, his kids, too, didn't have, like, much of anything. If he did, it was, like, elementary school, and that was it. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think it's interesting that he ended up being, I guess, as he's making a lot of money. Like, the houses that they owned in Vegas, and, like, he had a huge ranch in Texas when he was living in Vegas. Obviously, he was into some questionable things, but he still had some money flowing. Yes.
0: A hundred percent. Also... Just, like, a side note, you said, like, Ted was, like, a mini Benny, and mm-hmm. it is funny because even when he was, like, owner and operator of the horseshoe before his passing, he, or, like, horseshoe Binions, <laughs> um, there was, like, all these issues because he had, like, organized crime ties and, like, drug habits and, like, all this stuff, so a lot of the reasons why Benny was under scrutiny Ted was also under scrutiny. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean,
1: you just said like,
0: I guess specific.
1: I guess I don't know how do I want to. How do I want to wear this? But you had mentioned drug use. Another yes. like, I guess like tidbit. Did you read like about the other kids too? No. Like the no. one of the daughters like died from an overdose like when she was super young. Like most of those kids had like drug problems, and like we're so... into like hard things like.
0: It kind of makes sense because, like, I'm sure you saw the note, like, when Dennis, um, Marvin, son, and Ted were hanging out, it said, like, Ted was more interested in indulging in, like, women, drugs, and alcohol.
1: Mm-hmm. I can
0: only imagine in the 60s, like, what kind of drugs you were getting your hands on and how easily in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Uh, because <laughs> it's very easy to get your, dr- your hands on any drugs in Vegas now. So, I'm sure... <laughs> true I like I'm sure it was just like a whole different uh feeling so but also on a side note just like a fun fact that (laughs) Benny opened Binion's in 1946 or wait was that when he opened it or when he moved to Las Vegas I don't remember moved in 46 he opened it in hold on I have it written down 1951 Okay, so in 46, the same year, he moved to Vegas. Uh, the Flamingo opened. <laughs> Ooh.
1: You know, speaking of the Flamingo, because I was going to ask you about this recently, and then I think I fell asleep while I was texting you. <laughs> and then I woke up the next day and was like, what was I texting Peyton about? And I couldn't remember.
0: <laughs> story um, of my life.
1: <laughs> literally. Um, Did you know that the Flamingo has, like, so the current Flamingo that's there, there's no actual, like, Remnants of the old flamingo, like that's not the original building or anything. Like I think I
0: did know that.
1: There's nothing. All, everything from the original building, like, got taken down in 1997 or something. Like
0: I think I did know that because I think the flamingo enclosure used to be an enclosure, like it was enclosed little area. <laughs> and yeah, like, and now like, it, it's it, like it a garden, and you can wa- wander. Yeah. <laughs> but I I was like really surprised by that, just because I didn't feel
1: like. You know the forties, fifties, like that's not that long ago. Like for something to be completely like destroyed, like that we knocked the well, entire building a lot of down, those and, like rebuilt.
0: Casinos and hotels, like are the older ones that they might have just like refurbished and and updated, or, updated or modernized. Uh, but I, I guess I'm not super surprised to really? make it I was, like more relevant. I was really surprised? I would, I would have assumed that they would have like just refurbished it and like
1: change things like I didn't think they just fucking build from the ground up
0: I don't know I think that's like why I like Fremont Street so much is because it is like old you can feel that like yeah. a lot of those casinos and hotels are like old that's true that <laughs> is true and I like that old feeling mm-hmm. and stale cigarette smell
1: cheap, <laughs> cheap lipstick and the cigarette smell I miss that smell <laughs> It's my favorite smell. Guys, the, the smell when you get off, like, <laughs> get off the airplane and then you don't, it just stays. You're stains. just, like, hit with it. Yeah, it's, like, a very It's a permanent smell. Las Vegas
0: smell. It's literally what it
1: is and it smells everywhere in the city of Las Vegas. <laughs> like, if I moved to Las Vegas, I don't even know what I would do. I would just smell that smell all the time and I wouldn't know what to do.
0: Yeah. It would Imagine just... just
1: working, like, your daily job and smelling that smell. <laughs> It, that's a life I don't think I could live.
0: Yeah, right now that's not an ideal vision for me.
1: <laughs> Dead.
0: Cigarette smell, I'm like gagging. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that doesn't sound great.
0: But like, holler at me in like a few months, I guess. <laughs> and maybe <laughs> it won't make me as sick.
1: Let's <laughs> we'll go back in a few months for the stale cigarette smell.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Cheap, cheap lipstick. <laughs> just the excitement exactly <laughs> I just want to know why it smells like that I don't
0: know, I don't know. all right hit me with some <laughs> jokes and bags <laughs> all right what do you want first let's go fact first I like I like that flow I'm gonna one of these days I'm gonna surprise you though and switch it up I know that's why I keep asking because I'm just <laughs> it's just personal preference whatever you want <laughs>
1: So, the International Nacho Festival is held every year in October. It seems like it varies on specific dates. But it's held in Pedras Negra's, which is the birthplace of nachos. I want to go. It actually seems pretty lit. They do, like, a bunch of, like, nacho eating contests. And, like, they try to, like, get the biggest nachos. Like At one point, it was, like, in the Guinness Book of World Records. And then that school in Kansas, which was, like, a different fact that we had, like, made all the nachos. Um, But, yeah, they have, like, some sort of, like, festival or event every single year in October to celebrate nachos, which I think is cool.
0: I think that's cool. Also, I think it's, like, it's kind of, like, a border town. Is it? Wait, hold on. I'm looking it up. It said... No, this is, oh, it is, it is. I was like, this lied to me, and then I zoomed out, and it is, but it's just, like, not your normal. <laughs> it's more of, like, you know how there's, like, the little. <laughs> the little loop-de-loop? It's, like, a V at the end, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, almost at the top of the V where it curves again before it goes back up again. okay. Interesting. So it's down there. So it, it's like a it's like a border town, kind of. I think that's doable. Let's do it. I I'm very down. That could be fun. There's Fort Duncan Museum. There's a lake there. I'm down.
1: I'm down. <laughs> we can go look at a uh, organized crime there.
0: Exactly. Well, <laughs> I don't want to, but <laughs> that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> mood I'm not changed. that tough, guys. <laughs> the, cha- the mood has changed
1: suddenly. <laughs>
0: All right, hit me with a joke.
1: What do you eat when you're having a bad day? What? Nachos, because it's nacho day. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I've told you this before. I, like, really try hard sometimes to rack my brain and think of, like, what the answer will be. Dude. I'm, I did not see that one coming.
1: <laughs> so, my coworker actually has, um, she sits next to me, she has jokes, like, on her, the bottom of her applesauce packets or whatever. And so, every couple days, like, <laughs> like, when she has them or, like, when we're in the office together, she'll tell me jokes. And today, she said a joke, and I actually guessed, like, what the, what the what the answer was and she was like you know I knew you were gonna get this one because I always try and guess like I'll say something even if it doesn't make sense like I'll say something and she was just laughing she's like you got this one (laughs) this is funny something about a ghost um, what's a ghost what's a ghost's favorite um muffin flavor blueberry yes (laughs) (laughs) something like that might have been exact
0: yes. but Yes Zero hesitation. I knew that one. That same. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I don't I don't think quick on my feet sometimes, so it exactly. it's very difficult. But when I do get something like that, I feel very proud. So I'll be patting myself on the back for the rest of the night that I guessed that. <laughs> all the brownie
1: points. Not sure when I can cash all the brownie points in for actual brownies, but
0: <laughs> I have brownies. You can come over. <laughs>
1: You're too far away.
0: I made them last night.
1: <laughs> can you overnight them to me?
0: <laughs> they might not be good anymore, but yeah. <laughs> I hate my life. All right, folks. Before Sydney and I go on some more tangents, you can find us on Facebook at Tacos and Tequilia Podcasts.
1: On Instagram, it's just Tacos and Tequilia.
0: We have a website com, has pictures, links to all our episodes on Spotify and all our sources with the summaries of each episode.
1: And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you leave us a rating and or a review. It helps us get noticed and it's really cool to see what you guys like.
0: I agree cuz we definitely love the feedback and we Yay. just really love hearing from you guys.
1: Honestly, it's pretty cool.
0: Thanks. <laughs> well, I think that is it. I don't think I have anything else to add. Do you sid? I don't think so. Sweet. Then I guess we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: woo <laughs> ha